Check one two, episode is this one sixty one sixty eight one sixty eight. I was gonna hold that <laughs> <laughs> until you. I appreciate you jumping in and saving me on that. I was gonna be like one sixty, uh, but yeah, one sixty eight. Serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, it's, it's on and popping. What's going on, Josh? Uh, ain't shit, man. Um. You know, living dog. Uh, you know, I hit hit forty, hit that big four zero this past Happy week. Birthday, yo! Yeah, thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, how was it? Uh, it was good. Um, you know, not nothing crazy. We got a, a a crazy snowstorm. Right, right. It was snowing all this morning too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it, it was. We got a crazy snowstorm on my birthday. Actually, like I guess, like actually on Alyssa's birthday into my birthday, we had a crazy mm-hmm. snowstorm. So, um, you know, it was chill. Like, you know, not too crazy. We also still live in, you know, COVID time, so ain't no going out and partying none of that shit. Um, yeah. So, but it was cool. You know, I uh, can't complain, dog. The other night, though, one thing I will complain about. So the other mm. night, I ordered from DoorDash. Okay. And I ordered from there's a local thing here. I'm not sure how how widespread Chicky and Pizza is, but you know Chicky and Pizza they have like old like the uh, crab fries and shit like that. So I just got some like crab fries and some uh, wings and mm-hmm. yeah, bar food. Basically. Yeah, bar food and shit. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a sports bar type shit. So I ordered some shit from there. And when I pulled it up, it said, like, oh, it's going to be an hour. Like, that's the wait time. And I was like, all right, cool. So I put my order in. Okay. And 15 minutes, like 15, maybe 15, 20 minutes, my food was like, oh, the food, you know, it gives you, like, the little thing. It's like, oh, food's ready for mm-hmm. pickup. Little update. Yeah. So then, like, it was like, you know, waiting for a, a dasher to come pick your food up so it can be delivered. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. That was like 7 o'clock at night. Right. By 8 o'clock, my food was still sitting there. hadn't been picked up yet. Ah. So it had been sitting for like an hour. Here you go. And probably just like, you know, some those shitty ass lights or whatever. Like, you know, just to keep it warm or whatever. But it's hot food. So yeah. it's sitting in those containers mm-hmm. and sweating and sweating and sweating and sweating. And so like. <laughs> right. My food didn't get here till like 8.40. So it had been done for like an hour and 40 minutes. Excuse me. That's too long, y'all. Food got here, dog. My fries soaking wet. From just like that condensation just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Fries soaking wet, nasty. You know, inedible. Motherfuckers like they just got out the sauna. Yeah. Fucking my wings. Top part's cool. Excuse me, top part's cool, but they have been now sitting in like all that condensation water to the whole bottom of all the wings. It's just soaking wet. Ah, uh, terrible. It was like $25. Like, I already knew I was paying way more than I should be for this food. Right. $25, dog, for food that was completely inedible. Right. Right. 
I was livid, man. I was just like, I was not in a good mood. Yo, that shit ruined my fucking night. Because then, like, I don't really want to complain about the establishment because the establishment made the food in the time that it was mm-hmm. supposed to make it. Right. And the driver wasn't available, then the driver isn't available. That's like, you know, that's not on that driver. Right. So all I can be really mad at is the fucking app because. Right. They like should have, yeah, like they should have communicated with the restaurant saying like, hey, we don't have people that can come pick this food up. Don't start it for an hour. Right. Like, don't fucking have food sit around for an hour and a half. Like, what do you think it's going to be when that person comes get it? Uh, that shit is the, the worst when like, I understand like it's convenient and most of the time it works smoothly like the delivery apps but I had a similar situation with insomnia cookies oh for real you know what I'm saying yeah like I ordered that shit like around one dog my cookies I guess the the way the boy explained it to me which he didn't have to like he sat and explained the whole situation to me uh, but as he explained it to me, the app went down or something in the system went down. So I ordered around one. Though I didn't get them cookies till like 430. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, I don't even eat cookies no more. <laughs> yeah. I mean? shit, shit took so long. But, you know, I like I said, it, it works most of the time. But when it don't, you'd be like, yeah, exactly. It's my first experience with them. I've heard the horror stories of like motherfuckers just getting they, the food like was eaten or like just never showed up. I've heard that more with Uber Eats though, like where food just gets like, you know, you come and like there's three fries left because motherfuckers yeah. in the car like uh, Uber eat. Eats. I've had multiple. I stopped using them. Yeah. But I, I had a few experiences where like they just didn't show up. Like we had ordered food from this spot it was like uh west african food we was out west philly and we ordered around like nine o'clock you know what i mean these motherfuckers never came and when i called the store they were closed because <laughs> it, it took so long to come these motherfuckers was closed so when i talked to them the next day they were like oh we don't know what happened i'm like Damn, you just y'all just don't y'all just you know like that's half your job is like cooking it and sending it y'all i'm assuming did half of the work yeah like come on nah i like i i've been pretty good i mean there's been times with other stuff but like with the apps pretty good like i haven't had no real horror stories but like i've seen my son order something from somewhere and like the shit take two hours to get here and he's like damn i ain't even really all that hungry no more like stop ordering fucking wendy's on a uh on a food app dog like right. <clears throat> we got a wendy's like two blocks away you could have walked your ass over there and got it like or ask me and i'll run you around there um but yeah my my experiences man essentially have been pretty good uh, with the apps, but that shit just that shit really pissed me off, dog. Yeah, because then, then it's like I spent twenty five dollars on this food, so it's not like a little bit of money, man. Like twenty five dollars right. is a good investment to then get food that's fucking nasty, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, long story short, 
deliver the fucking food. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to deliver. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, like, I know, like, shit's crazy right now. My heart uh, goes out to, like, the restaurants and people in the service yes. industry. Because this shit, we were in, uh, uh, we were on South Street yesterday. And I was just looking at, like, all of the, like, restaurants at bars and stuff. And I was like, damn, this shit. I said the list. I was like, I hope this shit doesn't, like, decimate, you know, yeah. the city and that, that industry in the city. Because it's, it's been rough. Yeah, I've been tipping extra. Like, anytime I've gone somewhere, um, like, uh, I did have dinner with my daughters the other day for my birthday. And, mm-hmm. like, I tipped extra. Because yeah. I'm like, you know... They, they rely on tips already and they're not getting the same amount of tips like right. I always tip a little extra um, and like I said I did I, that was my dilemma because I was like I don't want to like say it's the driver's fault or it's the restaurant's fault because it's really neither mm-hmm. of their fault it was literally the app didn't have a driver available and because mm-hmm. of that it fucking ended up making my food taste like shit so right right yeah I um I wanna. Uh, I, I felt bad because I was like, I don't want these people. Like, I don't want. I, like, I don't want to get a driver a bad review and no shit like that because he was fine. It's not his fault. He wasn't there. Yeah, absolutely. He when he got the food, it took him fifteen minutes to get to my crib and like get mm-hmm. me my food. So did did what you supposed to exactly <laughs> exactly yeah um yeah but um I think we get to like what's going on in some news this week uh so. Did you see, um, so obviously like, um, Disney plus, um, Marvel and Marvel has announced this, like they're working on like making their TV shows, like a huge part of like the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Wanda, Vision is doing like crazy. People are loving it. It has like mm-hmm. awesome reviews, like the best review thing that, uh, Marvel's done. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Excuse me, at least on like Rat Tomatoes. Uh yeah, yeah. So they're talking now. Um obviously uh we lost uh Chadwick Boseman, who was Black Panther, um mm-hmm. earlier. Well not this year, but early like last year. Um twenty twenty, yeah. Yeah. Um and um they had the Black Panther two in the works. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not exactly sure because I think Cooler started writing that when Chadwick was still alive. So yeah, I don't know what they're exactly going to do. They said they're not going to recast, um, at least not like recast uh, somebody else to play uh, T'Challa. T'Challa. Yeah. Um. So they're going. So we're not sure exactly what like they're going to do with that. But this week it was announced that uh, they're going to do a Wakanda series and like explore the. Um, bigger like the, the the country of Wakanda, mm, um, and it's yeah. going to be on Disney Plus. Um, and Ryan Coogler is going to be the head of it. He's going to be like the producer on it and everything like that. Yeah. So I'm excited, yo. Like, you know, obviously, like the Black Panther film was a fucking cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I, for one, am very excited to see them like explore i mean it's it's the universe but like explore you know wakanda itself and like yes. that culture you know digging a little bit of like the history and stuff i'm I'm just i'm really excited about the possibility of like more of that shit yeah i think it's um it's uh it's super interesting because it's such a diverse 
um like di- diverse community essentially like you know you have like the tribe that's like the border tribe and then you have uh mbaku's tribe that was like the the mountain tribe like there's mm-hmm. all these different things that you can like explore and the inner workings of each tribe that you were never going to be able to like get in full and since you're talking about a place that is um essentially it's you know it's a, a a fake place like you're being able to then explore these um things that you know like we don't need to explore like brooklyn or you know right spider-man and queens like we've fucking right. seen queens a million times you know what i mm-hmm. mean like we don't need like these little intricacies we know how these places work even other countries we know how a china works in some mm-hmm. senses but like we have like a broader idea of a real world place in a place like Wakanda being able to explore these different things, similar to how like Game of Thrones was able to like, oh, this is this is the world that, you know, this is how Dorne operates and this is how fucking mm-hmm. the, the wall operates. Like and all beyond the, the wall and all of that. Yes. Yeah. Like we got to explore all these different things. Um we can see how they like interact with other like uh, countries in Africa and all these different arenas. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with it for the simple fact that like, listen, I, for me, I think Coogler is a genius. Yeah. I was going to say, I love that it's him developing it. Yes. You know what I mean? You bring like, some writers that really know what they doing. Yeah. You know that cinematography is going to be right. This could be like really 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 good television. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you you bring in um visionary people, people who have a I mean like you saw what they did with Wakanda just in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Being able to expand upon that and like where you can see like the different, you know, the different areas and uh, just be able to uh, um, explore differences because like countries, different areas in different countries are different. Like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I can tell you that from little travel experiences I've had. Right. So you it's really important that we get to see that and then like it just brings a better uh and then it gives us a better explanation of like the whole history of like the black panther and that mm-hmm. so I, I yeah i'm i'm really glad coogler's doing it because i think coogler's a genius um you know obviously fruitville station was excellent and creed was amazing creed saved the rocky franchise Creed is the shit. Like so good. Every time I watch that shit, I'll be like, "Yo, I'm about to start like working out and, and like get my shit together." I mean, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start boxing. I'll be watching I'm, it and like I'm eating a pizza at the same time. So I, I mean, my commitment to the dedication is not the same. But man, also, I'm sorry, dog. Like you're not eating cheesesteaks in you while you in training for a fight, dog. My <laughs> man, if you. You know, niggas have done that in the street. Like, go, <laughs> you you eat at Max's, then go knock a nigga out. You know what I mean? That's happened a lot. You, you know what I'm saying? If you do that and you train in the like box officially, you're a bad motherfucker. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so I, like, I love Creed. I think it's great. And I, I love that he's not from here, but was so like, oh, we got to have the dirt bikes in this. We got to have this in this. And we got to hit these different things. Like he was able to get like so such. And like, I'm be honest, man, you watch the original Rocky. My man, Rocky must like run all over the goddamn city. <laughs> Right. Because, you know, like his house is in South Philly, yet the L's near there. And then he runs to Kensington. And then he right. run- Dog, you know how far run from Kensington to fucking uh, the Italian market would be? Like, man, <laughs> your heart, your heart will fall out running that shit. So, like, I appreciate that, like, they did. And, you know, that's how movies are more now. Anyway, they're a little more like, hey, let's let's make this a little bit believable. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But like he really like he really nailed a lot of stuff, and I think like his attention to detail is a, it will like really service this uh, this series a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm like very excited yeah. for it. When I saw this announced, and you know we we're on the internet all day, we see oh this is coming out, this is coming out, especially you and I by nature of what we do. Uh, but when I it is easy to get uh, kind of like jaded or mm-hmm. stuff just passes you by or whatever. When I saw that they were doing this, a Wakanda series, I got excited. Like, oh, yeah. whenever that comes out, I'm watching it. Yeah. We already got the Disney Plus on deck. I'm I'm all the way here for it. Yeah, I think, you know, Marvel has done a great job um, overall, in my opinion. I think Marvel's done a great job. Um so I believe that they will like do what they need to do to make this quality. Cause if you watch WandaVision, WandaVision is insane. Like it's so, um, it's like, it's hitting these, these vibes of like 50 sitcoms, 60 sitcoms, 70 sitcoms, 80 sitcoms, mm-hmm. um, with, with super, like I watch all like the breakdown videos and all that shit. And like, they're like, Oh, it's got, one blue cushion just like they had in growing pains and shit like that like the attention right. to detail shit is right. yeah it's there so you're gonna get i think with this um with this wakanda series like such attention to detail with with coogler being a part of it and then having marvel be there and being like oh no like this needs to be this way and it needs to look this good and it needs to be quality and I yeah. think that's super important. I think we'll also get to explore some like lesser known characters in um, Black Panther too, um, mm-hmm. where like you know, there's other heroes in Wakanda, and there's other things that happen in Wakanda that like we don't always, we're not going to get, or we're not able to get into those intricacies in a yeah. movie. And I think like that's going to be really important. Yeah, this shit. Yeah. I, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I, I, I can't I'm, fucking wait. I'm super excited for it. I mean, I'm sure it's probably, uh, you know, two years away or whatever, but uh, I'm, right. I'm ready for it whenever it comes. Yeah, we're going to get that Black Panther 2. Yes. And then we're going to get that yeah, that's probably World we'll of Wakanda. Get. Yeah, we'll probably get mm-hmm. Worlds of Wakanda right after uh, Black Panther 2. Also, right. I'm super excited to see, like, Disney World have to then, like, shut down one of their other parks to be like... Now we got to build a world of Wakanda in here. Some Man, shit. dog. Could you imagine, you know, MAGA hats three, are like four. flying off people's heads right now. <laughs> dog. Three or four years from now, you know what I mean? COVID's done. We over that. You know what I mean? We out here. We popping. Shit is all good. You know what I mean? World peace has been achieved. 
and you can take your kids to Disney World and there's a Wakanda section and you could punch a MAGA nigga in the face <laughs> and they go, you know, I don't know, ride like a rhino or some shit in Wakanda, the, the Disneyland Wakanda. I would love that. Yeah, it would be I would magic. I love that shit. Man. It would be magic. I can't for wait. Real. Um, for real. And more uh, talks of black excellence, especially in Black History Month. Um mm-hmm. Jay Dilla's uh, 20th anniversary uh, for um, Welcome to Detroit dropped. Um, and, yeah. and it made available, apparently it wasn't available on all streaming services before. Um, mm-hmm. It's being made available on streaming services now. Um, yeah, they're doing like a big rollout for this thing. I have like a huge box set with like the whole album just on like seven inch vinyl. Ah, you know what I mean? Coming in the mail. And it's it also the day... We're recording this is Dilla's birthday. Yes, it is. Which is also the fifteenth anniversary uh, of donuts. donuts. Yep. So this whole month, yeah. you know, is is Dilla month. Yeah, you work at like I know you just dropped the the Dilla Donuts piece mm-hmm. on XPN, right? And you yeah, have another yeah. piece coming out, right? Yeah, I'm working on uh three Dilla pieces. Oh, okay, there's three. I don't remember I know it was two, yeah. It's crazy because like I've written about him before, but this is the first uh, thing I've had published that's been specifically focused on him. Um, I've just I don't know if I've consciously avoided, you know, publishing pieces about him. But this is this this month it'll be three and it'll be the first time where I've like written something just focused on Dilla. But um, the donuts piece came out today, like you said, with XPN. Um, I also have a piece with Bandcamp coming out that breaks down. um the 20th, you know, 20 years of, of Welcome to Detroit. And I talk with, uh, you know, Peter from uh, BBE, who signed Dilla to make the record. I talk with Fat Cat, who's on the record. Just folks who were involved in making Welcome to Detroit. And then, uh, probably closer to the end of the month, I have a piece. It's uh, roughly called Engineering Dilla. And I, I basically round it up all of the engineers that mixed his music and mastered his music and talk about his sound from like a post-production aspect. That's super You know what I mean? Yeah, because it, it feels like these folks have been interviewed before. Like I talked with Bob Power, who's like probably the greatest hip-hop engineer ever. You know what I'm saying? Legendary. Um, and I talked with uh, David Kennedy, who mixed uh, the love movement for a tribe called Quest? So, and some other folks I talked with Kareem Riggins and uh, Dave Cooley, who mastered uh, Donuts. So we talk a lot about Dilla from like a production standpoint, his sample chopping, his sample choices, uh, drum program, and a lot about his drums and rhythms. But I didn't see any uh, pieces that we're talking about what happens after the music is produced. Mm-hmm. You know, how these engineers approached mixing Dilla's beats and how they approached mastering Dilla's beats. So it's like, it's it's a technical read, but if you're into music and you're into like his sound, it'll, you know, it'll be dope for you and it'll be appealing to see all of these dope engineers talk about his music from like a different angle. Yeah, that's... That- even for me, who's not like someone who's not like super um, technical when it comes to like you know that side of the music, 
to me that's interesting just because being a, a big Dilla fan like hearing someone talk about working on because you know you hear MCs talk about working with Dilla all the time but hearing somebody mm-hmm. talk about working with him on a technical level is extremely interesting to me yeah um and I think like mixing and mastering is such a uh underrated aspect of music anyway yeah uh, because what we hear is the mix and mastered version of all this music right um right. you're not it's- hearing the raw shit that like you know me and you may have heard being in a studio with artists and shit like that but like what you're hearing is the perfection and these people who mix and master these records um i mean it's fucking not it's hard work man yeah that shit, like I, you know, I did like a year in school yep. learning engineering. Uh, shout out to my man Samari Coles who taught me, and yeah, that shit's like that shit's a, it's a, it's both a science and it's magic. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like being able to hear something, like my man Harry. Shout out, uh, Roll Gold. He's like his ear is like excellent, and he can like hear shit. And hear you know what it needs to be in the final product that to me is like it's a skill that you know that's noteworthy Mm -hmm. and it's you know and it's important to music like even with this uh welcome to detroit uh the 20th year anniversary to bring it back to that uh they have a lot of like cassette demo versions of songs Ah. it's like the raw you know what i mean they have one it's uh Dilla doing uh Think Twice and it's just him playing drums. Uh I can't remember who plays bass offhand, but it's like a raw, raw like cassette demo version. But if you hear the end result after it's been, you know, everything's been done, Think Twice sounds like it's like the most beautiful thing you ever hear. Yeah. Whereas like the original raw version, you can really appreciate a how great Jay was just you know playing drums and just you know fucking around in the studio and then you can appreciate how I think uh maybe Dave Cooley uh mixed that record I could be wrong if I'm wrong not Dave Cooley uh Todd Farrell I think uh might have mixed that record um if I'm wrong you know somebody correct me but um you could really see how it went from point A to point B mm-hmm. and how important you know that part of the process really is yeah i one thing i really love about welcome to detroit is and i think you get this in a lot of like producer slash rapper records is how thought out the project is and laid Mm -hmm. out like uh the song the clapper is like let in with a shooting like interlude type thing, right. like you know what I mean at the dice game. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean even yeah. on like the intro joint, he says like I want to see if y'all ready, and then the next song is y'all ain't ready. You know what I mean? Like right. So like the layout is right. so like fine fucking tuned. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what's crazy about it too. Um, when I talk with uh, Peter from BBE, he told me that Jay only worked on that record for like three weeks. Wow, really? Like. <laughs> Which is insane. Like, if you listen to Welcome to Detroit, like you said, it's so thoughtfully laid out. 
it's so progressive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's like you can hear the future of, of so much music in that shit that people are doing now. Yes. But he said he only took like three weeks to make it. You know what I'm saying? When I talk with Fat Cat, uh, who's on the record, Fat Cat told me that his song that they did on it is called uh, Feature and Fat Cat. He said that he was in the studio with Jay. Uh, they were like going through records, like talking shit and like looking at album covers and shit. And Dilla grabbed the record and start fucking with the beat. He said he made that beat in 10 minutes, which is crazy because it's like... Uh, it's simple, but it's also intricate. Mm-hmm. So he said he made that record in 10 minutes. Fat Cat got on the mic, spit the rhyme, and they, you know, he went home. He said later that night, Jay called him. He's like, yo, I threw some scratches on it. Which even the scratches on that shit are crazy and like real weird and inventive. And um, it's not like regular, you know, like niggas do regular scratch hook. It's like a bunch of shit going on. He said later that night, uh, he called him and played him the full fucking version. And that's a day of work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? To make that record. So it don't surprise me uh, that Peter said that it took three weeks to make that whole record. It's just it, it just shows you how uh, one, how talented he was, uh, J.D., obviously, but like how tuned in he was. Mm-hmm. To be able, he 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 got the deal with BBE. Uh, Peter told him like, "Yo, you know, uh, we want you to do like a producer record. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to do with it, you know, freak it how you want to freak it." And he said, "Jay got the work." And three weeks or so later, the album was done. That's crazy, man. That's like yeah. pop level, like pro, you know, like production of shit, man. Like yeah. That's insane. Like that, it's it's a drive I wish I had to be like, yo, I'm gonna get like nine projects done. <laughs> right. Like I don't right. have that drive, man. I just don't. Apparently, you know, folks that knew him said that like he was just in the lab working. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would go to like the strip club and shit like that. You know what I mean? And obviously he had kids, so I'm assuming he was hanging with his kids. You know what I'm saying? go to the club with the homies whenever, but he didn't really have, it seems like he didn't have a lot of downtime. He was just like yeah, locked in. Yeah, I mean. Really locked in. I'll say this. I keep myself busy enough with work and different projects that I don't have, like I bought like new, uh, I bought the new 2K and the new FIFA. The new FIFA's still on place. Like I ain't even cracked that shit open yet. Yeah. So like I do yeah. find enough time. I don't understand how motherfuckers having time to be on video games all the time. Right. Like for me, right. I'm always like, and this isn't a shot at nobody. You know what I mean? But for me, I'm always like, oh, I could be doing this other thing, or I could be doing this. Um, mm-hmm. Cause even, you know, shit we do now where it's like, oh, if I'm watching a TV series, I'm watching it on, you know, for enjoyment, but it's also like, yes, exactly. It's working on different ideas and like, oh, well, listen. Mm-hmm. I can play with this kind of thing and that kind of and that kind of shit. Um, yeah. I don't, but I ain't got the work ethic to put like three weeks and have a fucking album done where he's rapping, producing, and, like you know what I mean. He's got so many hats right. too, right? Playing, he's rapping, producing, doing the cuts, also with like a record like Think Twice. There's like brass arrangements. 
You know what I'm saying? Like there's like trumpet and like uh, trombone and shit on that record, and it sounds like orchestral. Like that's that's crazy shit. <laughs> that this dude, and he was still young. You know what yeah. I mean? He was um, when Welcome to Detroit came out. I think he was. I'm bad at math, but uh, he wasn't even thirty. Yeah, I was about to say he's still in his twenties, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, he died at thirty-two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so, third, so tw- probably 27, 26, 27, probably. 26, 27 years old. You know what I mean? Already traveling the world, already had produced for like the far side and Tribe Called Quest and all of that stuff. He really, um, he was really like almost too good for like how young he was. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I 27. I've been making beats my whole life, you know what I mean, just about. 27, I had just started really, like, you know, figuring out how to put music together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker was on a whole other level. I mean, you can see his work ethic alone in just the amount of music he, just the amount of music he put out, period. Um, Yeah. So, like, that idea is not far into to like to be associated with Diller, but like three weeks is that's fucking fast turnaround, man. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know when um the band camp piece is gonna come out, but yeah, we, we talk about that too. How how quickly he made this this incredible record that's like a classic now. Yes. Is, when when somebody wanna put your shit like a lot of these labels, you know, They'll put out like a rare rap record that might not have been too good or whatever, but just because people fuck with nostalgia, they'll they'll press like a twelve inch of it mm-hmm. or whatever. When a motherfucker they wrote a book for this shit for the uh, the Welcome to Detroit anniversary, they wrote a book. They uh, pressed up all of these, you know, forty fives, the whole album <laughs> on forty five. They got all of these demo versions and stuff. They lovingly put this shit together because the music is so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the music is, is so impactful. They were like, yo, we got to package this shit right. I, re- I legit can't wait for mine to come in the mail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the the amount of work that they put into just this, this anniversary. Yeah. That's that this anniversary edition. That shit is... You know, like you said, that's not something you do for something that's like, oh, you know, it's it's just all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. no, that's what's up, man. You know, rest in peace, Dilla. Um Yeah, rest in peace, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Shout out to his mom, his family, yes. all that. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um somebody who was closely associated with Dilla. Um mm-hmm. and who's closely associated with Philly. Yeah. Um hometown. Yes. Um, shout out to Questlove. Um, he won both the awards, the top awards at Sundance for Summer of Soul. His first film. First out film. Yeah, his directorial debut. <laughs> he That's won so crazy. the top awards um, at Sundance. And he set the record, apparently, for the highest sale of a documentary. Man. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Go ahead. I was gonna say, do y'all know how inspirational <laughs> all of them sentences you just said for our team over here? Yes. Even seeing somebody who's Philly and who's hip hop, you know what I mean, all of that. But like somebody who's really doing it in like that film and documentary space is like, 
also, when I saw that, I, I had to throw it in the group chat. Like, yo, y'all see this shit? Also, not a kid. Right. How about that? Um, you know, how about that? That's not, but like, Quest isn't a baby. You know what I mean? And he's been doing stuff, yeah. you know, and involved in production stuff and all that kind of stuff for a very long time. So that's mm-hmm. not to say, like, oh, this is overnight. But just the fact that, like, his directorial debut at this age and not being a baby in that is inspiring to people who are still trying to get their shit out there and do things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, apparently uh, it, the last highest uh, sale was for $12 million, uh, for a documentary. So this is sets that record. They haven't released the numbers, but, like, apparently this sets that. He broke that, mm-hmm. so... And the documentary, uh, what's the full title of it? Uh, it's, it's Summer of Soul. Shit, I got to pull it up. Yeah, Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, I knew it was some, I couldn't think of the, the exact phrasing. And it's a, a documentary about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival. A lot of people didn't know uh, that this had happened, um, you know, before this film started uh uh, catching fire but yeah it's, it's labeled as it's been labeled as like the black woodstock you know what i mean which harlem i've written about this before um harlem in that time uh in the late 60s obviously harlem has been you know kind of like a uh a flashpoint for like black culture you know for centuries probably you know what i yeah. mean right you know what i'm saying um, so it's it's been a space where uh, creative black folks have like, you know, generated a lot of energy and heat. Uh, but especially around this time was when uh, the black arts movement was happening. You know, they had the black arts uh, repertory theater in Harlem. I've I've read about, you know, uh, Amiri Baraka talks about this a lot when the black arts theater, they would have like. Sunra doing like open concerts in the hood, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in Harlem, or they would bring, you know, painters and poets and, you know, they would do plays in like the projects and shit. You know what I mean? Just really bringing like art to the people. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a brilliant idea that they even decided to focus on this little little known event it's not as known as woodstock or like the isle of white or like the big fucking you know rock festivals of the day they focused in on this one little thing and i haven't seen the film yet but i know it's fucking good you know what i mean because like it's it's one of those you ever see an idea where you're like damn why ain't thinking that (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's like it's an incredible uh and you know going back to like what we said about dilla being tuned in like you could tell that these folks saw what needed to be in the market and was like this is what we gonna focus on this is what we gonna do absolutely and it's taking off yeah um i'm excited to see it uh it was sold to hulu um mm. so it'll be up on streaming services soon hopefully they don't have a release date for it but like hopefully it'll be available soon so i'm really excited to see it i i, I you know first of all i love like all that archival footage stuff from like the 60s and 70s like i think that shit is super cool um yeah and uh so i'm really excited to check it out uh and then you know simply support you know a philadelphia brother you know what i mean um and a legend in this like he's no slouch like quest 
is a fucking legend. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to to check this out. Uh, and it, like you said, an amazing idea that like you go, why was no one else thought of it? I'm sure he probably like when he had the idea was like, yo, I gotta Google this and make sure this doesn't exist already. You know what I mean? Right. Right. That's the worst too. <laughs> you got a dynamite idea and you Google it and it literally exists yeah. already. You're like, fuck. Yeah. It's been a couple times where I was going, yo, I'm gonna write about this thing, this little nugget of music history and somebody else already fucking did it. Yeah, I mean, you can always, I think what's really, what's cool too is that you know, if you're a creative person, you always have your own slant to put on something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm sure this is uh, a situation where he was just like, this is dope. And I and he has, I'm sure, like, with his access to shit, he can access so much. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. isn't it, like, I've heard the story before where, like, he's got, like, every episode of, uh, like, um, Soul, Train. Soul Train, like, <laughs> tapes. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. yeah, that's he's he's one of them dudes. I couldn't imagine like he's got to have so many rooms just full of like I already know full of vinyl, but like probably like full of like so much shit, man. Tapes, thought, yeah, his collection's got to be crazy. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like I have a nice collection. It's certain other motherfuckers where I feel like got a collection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm like. I'm like getting there with my shit. Like I could pull out some crazy shit, but I feel like there's a lot of people, cats in the world that have like, like Giles Peterson or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could imagine like what he got in his crib. You know what I mean? Same thing with like Quest or any of these folks that have like Pete Rock. Like imagine what Pete Rock got in his house. Yeah, that's you know what same. I mean. It's some shit he'll he'll like show you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's it's cool to see. Uh, that knowledge being uh, transferred over into the media space. So now we get the benefit of like a Questlove's expertise and knowledge on a show on Hulu yes. and, and a million a million people are going to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for it. It's, it's going to be super interesting. Um, I think we can uh, start to wrap up. Uh, did mm-hmm. you check out anything new this week? I did, I did. Um, shout out to my man Uncle Crimson. Yeah, shout you know out. What I yeah. mean, Southwest finest, uh, and my good bro. He put out his new project uh, this week. It's called Crim's Deadly Sins, and we've bigged him up before. We've talked about on this podcast. We talked about the stuff that he did with the homie Roll Gold. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Roll Gold. Um, this new shit is hard, dog. Really, like. Yeah, <laughs> he he sent it to me. Um, I want to say like either the top of last week or or the end of the week before. Uh, but yeah, I've been rocking it. And he's Uncle Crimson. He really, you know, outside of like knowing him and knowing that he's a good dude, he's like one of my favorite people to hear rhyme. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he's like nice, nice. Yeah, and he's got a real unique like style. Right, right. The shit. Um, gives me you know some doom influence it gives me some like dr octagon influence there's some songs where he's literally rhyming and then like there's like a break where he's like laughing like a super villain <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like funny 
fly shit. He very much uh, creates his own world um, with the music that he makes. And, like, the beats are hard. It's just, like, it's very fly, like, unique shit. You know what I mean? That, that doesn't sound like anybody else in the world. I know I mentioned, you know, two people in, as far as, like, influences. But he don't sound like nobody. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he has his own unique style. Um, and it, it's... It's dope. He's he's a he's a really dope artist. Um, is it? Do you know yeah. if it's available anywhere yet, or is it? Um, it's on Bandcamp. It's all Bandcamp. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Too. It sucks because it was Bandcamp Friday. That's just this past Friday. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I think he was like a few days before. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm pissed because I ended up buying like three things on Bandcamp like early last week. Not even thinking like, oh, next Friday will be Bandcamp Friday, and I could just like this way the people get the money directly. I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's dope. Uh, so, so what's it called again? It's it's called Crim's Deadly Sins. Crim's Deadly Sins. Yeah, check that out on Bandcamp. Every song is like a deadly sin. Ah, so okay, dope. There's like a gluttony song. Is it man? This shit is. I. I I don't know how accurate uh, like he would feel about this shit. It's like a funny Helter Skelter, but like on dust. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it has like that kind of energy yeah. to it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out. Maybe as soon as we're done. Um, yeah, yeah. I checked out another album on Bandcamp, uh, Conway and Big Ghosts. Um, if it bleeds, it can be killed. Um, mm. Listen, man, if you're looking for something, you know, super fucking hard body to start the year with, yeah. this might be the hardest shit coming out. This <laughs> like I don't know if something could be harder than this joint, dog. Yeah. If you if you're looking to do crime. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you and you need a soundtrack. Yeah. If you you out here, you know, hey look, man, money's kinda tight. You you need that robbing music. You know what I mean? Yeah. This this shit. Um yeah. you know, Conway bringing it lyrically. Like he always does. Um, mm-hmm. The last track on this joint, he gets like a little deeper and talks about some other stuff. Um, and I always loved it. I love when uh, we get that from the dude for the Griselda dudes, where they go into something else than just like hard body punchline shit. Like, yeah. But um, still, the if you want that 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 hard shit, you want that mean mug, you know, twist your grill up. Mm-hmm. This got it for you, dog. A big ghost bringing it on the beats, and I was gonna say, yeah, like that project he did with him last year was great. Yep. So, yeah, this this is this is hard body, um, and I know there's been a lot of talk that like um, he was having beef with like the rest of Griselda, like him. And, yeah. Uh, first of all, they family. You know what I mean? Right. Um, for real, and then also. You know, because he, I think it was, I think a lot of it started online because he wasn't on the conflicted soundtrack. Right, right. And like Wes was like, dog, people out here working. Like, and apparently he's got a project, you know, he's working on this project with, with Big Ghost. And he's, you know, hey man, sometimes people get busy. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's like the team, it's, yeah, like the team's doing stuff, everything's rolling. Everybody don't gotta be nah. on every little thing. Nah. Um and then on top of that, like, you know, 
Griselda's still in his his bios, dog. So he ain't gonna, you know, it's all love. Um, yeah, which I was happy to yeah. hear because I was like, oh, that that happens. That's whack. Because I, I, you know, me and you've been watching these dudes for years and like watching mm-hmm. they they momentum go more and more and more. I don't want to see you know motherfuckers just hitting a peak to like some shit happen, break up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, no. None of that shit like Pete Rock and CL yeah. dropped the main ingredient and niggas was going crazy over that shit and then they broke up immediately after. I wanted to cry though. <laughs> like I remember I remember I can't think of what issue it was, but the source you know how like we do the news rundown at the top of the show. Yeah. You know, talk about like current shit. The source used to have like a little column like that. Though and I remember reading that shit. It was like ninety Five or ninety six or something. I remember reading it and they said Pete Rock and CL Smooth had broke up, and I was like, and they were like my favorite group. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like them and like Hyro were like my favorites. And seeing that, I'm like, I'm like salty right now, like <laughs> talking about it and seeing that they said that they had broke up. I don't, I don't want none of that for Griselda. They on a run. They doing they fucking thing. Westside just opened. I don't know. It's like a kids art gallery or something oh, for shit. Real? he just I'm, I'm gonna look it up real quick i hate googling while we're on mic but i'm gonna uh i'm gonna look that shit up yeah he's uh opening a kid's art gallery in buffalo oh wow that's dope that's dope you know what i'm saying i want these dudes to just yeah keep prospering just keep keep rocking yeah yeah no for real um yeah i mean I, this shit I was listening to this shit in the market the other day, like walking around grilling folks. Like, yo, get the fuck about the way I'm about to grab some cinnamon toast crunch. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm trying to get some oat milk, nigga. Get out the way. Yeah, I, I I was grilling folks when I was in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, this shit is hard body, man. This shit is hard body. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know if something gonna be harder this year. This this shit is that. That shit is Teflon for real. Probably not. Probably fucking not. Um, but yeah, check that shit out. If it bleeds, it can be killed. Big Ghost and uh, Conway. It's on Bandcamp. Check out uh, Crim's Deadly Sins on Bandcamp. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Bandcamp is the dopest way to like support artists too, man, because they actually yep. get paid from that shit. Um, yep, direct to the artists. Like Bandcamp take a little cut, yeah. but it ain't like the streaming nah, shit. Nah, you're not getting a penny for every uh, fractions of a penny. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. You have some stuff about Bandcamp too. You might as well throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, a few beat tapes and uh, remix tapes on Bandcamp. I always uh, fuck up when trying to find my Bandcamp. But yeah, it's John Morrison two one five dot Bandcamp dot com. You know what I mean? I got uh, the memorabilia tape is up there. I re-upped uh, the Southwest Psychedelphia tape. Oh, okay. Uh, from a few years ago, so yeah, that's that's up there because it used to live on the labels yeah. site, but now it lives on my site. Um, I got spares, which is like a bunch of like you know remixes that I did that didn't like come out on anything. I put together a whole album of those. Um, South Philly Home, which is like the last. Uh, instrumental tape that I dropped. This is, you know, if you if you ever see me on this podcast talking shit about music and you like, man, that nigga probably can't even make beats. Go check out my band camp and you'll see that I'm nice on the beats too. Yeah, for real. You know what Definitely. I'm saying? It's all up there. Yeah. Um, and if you ever have a problem with me talking shit, 
I keep the blicky, you know what I mean? So, you know, <laughs> we can shoot the fair one. And when I mean when I say shoot, I mean shoot. I got a fucked up back. I can't fight no more, yeah. dog. <laughs> You're not out here, man. Plus, I just turned 40. Like, dog, I sleep wrong. My neck be fucked up for a week. Like, man. I ain't fight nobody, dog. I ain't fought a nigga since I was like 18. <laughs> I rumbling y'all niggas. Nah, I'm chilling. Um... <laughs> But uh, also, you can get the the roots. Do you want more PDF on your site uh, on mm-hmm. John Morrison? Two, was it the site is John Morrison two one five two, right? Yep, John Morrison two one five dot com. Yes, you can get that on there. It's also mm-hmm. available in the links in our bios on um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, we have merchandise up uh, at the links in those bios. You go to seriousrapshit.com. Um, whole bunch of merchandise, new stuff dropped. Um, some more new stuff is coming. Um, mm-hmm. But we dropped the coffee mugs too to put some tea in this junk, put some coffee in this junk. You can grab those yeah. at the site. Um, we got hoodies, t shirts, uh, beanies, jackets, all of us there. Go check that out. Yep. Um, check out our Vivo channel. Uh, we doing. Good over there. Segments from each episode, plus like little extra videos. Um, there should be t- like two videos, I think, going up this week. Um, so check that out. It's uh, serious rap shit. Vivo, all one word. You put it in YouTube, it'll pop right up. Um, like and subscribe that shit. Uh, share it with your friends. Um, if you're listening to this in the uh, Apple Podcast app, you can rate and review us right in there. Do that for us, please. It really helps us out. Helps us, you know, with all the the technical side of it, the algorithms and all that other bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, five stars, you know. You can write a five. You can push five stars and then write whatever you want. It don't really matter. Like yeah. you can say, like, yo, these two dudes are dickheads. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Just give us the five stars. Um, yeah. uh, what else? Um, the Abolish Ice t-shirts are still available on uh, Incense mm-hmm. Trap and Yoga. They're at the links in the bios where it's serious rap shit on Instagram and Twitter. Um, John, uh, I'm John. You're John underscore liberator on Instagram yeah. and Twitter. I'm Josh. Un, uh, it's I-N-D-I uh, S-R-S N-D-S-R-S uh, underscore S-R-S on Instagram and Twitter. Um, go follow us there. Um, other than that, we should be, we'll be back next week. Go Bucks. Fuck Tom Brady anyway, but yeah, go go Bucks out of my love for you. Yes, thank you. Also, six is first place. You know what I mean? In the whole East. Man, we run this shit. Six is out here hooping. I love Yo, it. Yo, did you see the uh did you see the shit? We're done. You can turn the podcast off. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over. Uh did you see the shit where he like you know, you if you retweet like you tag the player and you retweet NBA uh, you do hashtag NBA all-star vote or whatever NBA all-star or whatever and you retweet it it gets it counts as two votes so like you know the players are like you know they'll tag each other and shit and then B tag Ben Simmons in the jaw and put you know, NBA all-star you know blah 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 somebody popped in the comments like oh man he only averaging like 13 points he ain't no all-star blah 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 and the night before Ben Simmons ain't play and they got their ass roasted and B got in the comments like I guess you ain't watched last game uh-huh. he means a whole lot more to us than stats blah blah right. blah and like like riding for his man like the energy for this team is so different this year man like I love it it is it, is really is love and I'm really happy 
Um, like I just feel good vibes on this team. Like they they seem to be like they've mentioned both of them have mentioned like we enjoy playing with each other so much more this year than we have in the past. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is 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 Doc. I think a lot of it is. I think like just a change of air, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That happens, you know. I think Brett, he did, he took us to where he took us to, and he couldn't get, you know, he, you know, sometimes, you know, Moses took, you know, took you to the promised land, what couldn't enter, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think sometimes that happens, and I think like voices get stale. Um, sometimes you got to change the voice up, and I think bad vibes just around that whole team last year and like this year it's just different and I think guys is feeling it yeah so 100% um, we'll be back next week y'all peace peace me and my friend take his fat fat to